2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. We are just buzzing from a wild, wild Sunday afternoon here at the Kill House watching the Farmers Insurance Open. Uh, Justin Rose is the champion. Not to lie, we're rooting pretty hard for that. Pretty hard, pretty hard against that down the stretch.
1: Yeah, it's I don't know. I I don't know about rooting against it as much as just rooting for some excitement. Exactly. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. You that's, know, there's that's more nothing, of what I meant. Nothing against Justin Rose, listen, no offense to anyone. Uh, as, as you know, what you Tell you, the got, pe- you want to drop some offense?
0: No, no, no. <laughs> I thought you had a great take on Justin Rose earlier today. What's that? When you compared him to a King of the Hill?
1: Well, I, I specifically said King of the Hill. It seemed like if if King of the Hill was going to create a character that was like you know, like Hank was really excited to meet the the quote number one golfer in the world, I think he'd look and act a lot like Justin Rose, which is a way for non golf fans to make fun of golf without saying anything offensive about golf. I think Solly's was actually better.
2: Well, it's just without the with the new equipment company and getting rid of the Adidas clothes, he now just looks like a a beginning phase player in Tiger Woods golf. Like when you start the career <laughs> mode and you just graduate out of the EA Sports gear and like you have some logos on your sleeve and like your collar but it looks mega cheesy and you don't get to wear all the cool clothes yet but you think you're kind of starting to look cool. <laughs> this is, is not a, this it. is not a free ad which is going to become
1: uh apparent very quickly but shout out to morgan stanley on the hat because nothing better for me than a logo which is not a logo it's just words just the words <laughs> it's just the words morgan stanley just letters that, of the english language yeah that, that reminds me a lot of uh an EA sports
2: thing where it'd be like yeah your your sponsor is yeah i don't know just just words well on the heels of the not free ad i want you to tell me about uh your fairway woods that we uh we, we got oh, our epic gosh. flash fairway woods our drivers have not come yet and we are frantically checking ups and they have not arrived yet we're leaving town tomorrow no free ads for you no yet. drivers yeah it's not a free ad because they haven't delivered <laughs> the, cl- the the clubs yet but uh tell me about your experience so far with the uh with the flash face in the in the fairway woods
1: i mean it's been thermonuclear uh i went to the driving range which i i almost never do um which is probably very evident if you if you ever watch uh my tendencies in my game. I texted Chad as soon as, as soon as our clubs came, I'm actually so excited that I'm gonna go to the driving range. And the thought of hitting a fairway wood exactly kind of where I mean to hit it uh is I've never seen you do that. Is no, it's something that has literally never been done before. So I'm incredibly excited about it. It uh you you and I were talking earlier. I've never seen I don't know how to put it. I've never seen a, the ball leaving the ballpark uh, off of a fairway wood so quickly. It
2: it gets out of out of town in a hurry. I literally hit it for the first time at Tim this weekend and hit it off the ninth tee. And I and I as soon as I hit it, the rest of the group was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> My reaction was literally like jaw dropping. I I don't ever hit three woods straight, and uh, apparently this is the 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 flash face plus jailbreak in fairway woods for the first time ever. I, I got so excited after that that I started hit on the next hole and I videoed it to send Chad and I just like dead chunked it so it wasn't the club's fault well, but
1: look no further than Big Randy who has what 3 wood, 5 wood, hybrid, you know, he's got all the all these in in the bag.
0: I do. I love it.
2: How many clubs are you carrying?
0: <laughs> like 19 at the moment. <laughs> I got to do some testing, whittle it down.
2: And that we'll get into the rules controversy with Hal Tung Lee a bit later, but uh Honestly, I can't think of much, and this is not. The, we'll take some shots at Rose. This is not one. I just can't think of a more boring way to to wrap the tournament, like a slug down Tory Tory Pine South, than watching World Number One Rose kind of run away. We just wanted it to be close. Adam Scott kind of tried there at the end, but uh, there was very very little chatter on Twitter. There was very little excitement going on 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 that event.
1: Yeah, e- extreme uh, backhanded compliment to Justin Rose, but like there was never never any doubt. <laughs> like did, you no. never thought you're kind of maybe he's too good rooting for him to slip up and there's just yeah it wasn't gonna happen he's there's too good no way
2: well it's hard to like like looking back at the desert i was way more excited for the farmers than i was the desert classic but watching adam long change his life last week was yeah. legitimately awesome and i was rooting for him over phil who has won a million events and what more you know what is one more win to phil doesn't mean that much what is one more win to Justin Rose? Doesn't really mean that much. Adam Scott would have been a better story, I think. But I mean, again, he's won he's won plenty as well. So uh this doesn't come from any like underlying hate for Justin Rose anyway. It's just like that was not that fun to watch. And look, congrats. He's obviously incredible. You have some stats on him. I don't know if you have well, Andy. But- yeah, he he's missed one cut since the twenty seventeen PGA,
1: uh, which is <laughs> which is kind of nuts. All I remember about the twenty seventeen PGA, Randy was falling asleep in the hotel room kinda on Sunday afternoon. That was another boring golf course to watch yeah. but uh it was good to get out of the heat just thinking about uh, that i only say that because that's how i i marked that on the timeline of my life and uh thinking about justin rose missing one cut
2: since then that's that's been a lot of weeks <laughs> for that to for that to, since to august of 2017 it's almost like as far back as the official world golf rankings go yeah. which uh, is absurd six top threes in 10 starts is that good teed up 10 times
1: six top threes but the only other guy Maybe you can make a, a case. It's on his level right
2: now. Is the big scientist? Is Bryson? Uh, we were kind of talking about it. is Bryson. And we had a question about it um, from from a podcast listener who said, "Is Bryson have world number one in his sights?" And it's like, I it, I'm, this morning I was like, "Yes, he does." And then we watch Rose today, and I'm yeah. like, "I don't." I mean, he just he is already one, and then just one. I don't. I'm not going to pretend to know all the inner workings of how the world golf rankings work, but I think that helps when you win <laughs> and you're already world number one. So. Uh, I can see Bryson getting to number two quite easily this year. I mean, I don't think Rose's lead is insurmountable in any way, but man, he does not seem to be letting up. I mean, this is what his second tournament with the new equipment and he's won on like a very challenging golf course, very demanding golf course. And, I mean, I know scores are low. Scores are going to be low when it's pretty decently soft and it's a par 72. It's and just going to happen.
1: Even last week, it's. Like, I mean, I know this is this is kind of easy to say, you know, hindsight 2020 sort of stuff. But even going back and reading some of his quotes from last week and looking at what he did last week, you know, it's like we probably should have seen this coming, <laughs> you know, and like probably should have thrown a lot of money on Justin Rose this week because everything he was saying was just like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm hitting it literally as good as I always do. It's just you know the desert classic is kind of like a wedge and putting festival and you know whatever mm-hmm. i just didn't couldn't make any putts didn't make uh, as many putts as typical and and blah 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 and then he comes to Tory pines he's finished like eighth here and fourth here i think the last two years and it's just maybe like the perfect golf course yeah. for him and they are who we thought they were basically
0: he passed nick faldo for the most uh pga tour wins by an englishman I think Faldo's 1945
2: excited about that. There's no bigger Rose fan on the planet That's than maybe the Nick Faldo. That's true. Which also, I think I, I honestly think Faldo thinks that the putting the pin in has turned Adam Scott into a world class putter. He's like, well, now he seems to be resolved now that he puts with the pin in. I'm like, are we <laughs> gonna act like this is gonna make that big of a difference? I know we want to give Bryson all the credit in the world for the research and everything done on putting with the pin in. It is weird to look at, but it's amazing to watch how much these guys flipped out about talking about the pin being in. When really we're talking about a difference of what, maybe 1% ever of putts, <laughs> the difference. It, and I don't know if I've ever seen, I have seen one yet that I'm like, oh, that wouldn't have gone in with the pin in. But it is so weird to see that final group where like Rom puts with the pin out. Rom's caddy's got to go back and put the pin back in for Adam Scott who puts with it in. And that's kind of this development of this pin thing that I don't think the USGA guess i saw coming and i was i still wonder if this rule is gonna stick if they're gonna i don't know how how long once a rule goes into play how long does it have to stay in play uh i don't know i don't it's i doubt they foresaw it playing out this way and i don't think they're really happy about i have no no inside intel on that at all but i can't imagine that they're like oh yeah this is exactly what we wanted out of this thing are they saying that you know this putting resurgence is are they just basing this on one week I don't know. I think it's like, oh, he's back. He's t- second place, and he whatnot. hasn't played since HSBC in China. Yeah, is that right? I guess so. Yeah, it would his, be just based on this week.
1: It seems like I've seen him a little bit more,
2: but maybe it really is just this past week. Which I saw some people on Twitter acting like, oh, if he could have putted this week, he would have won. No, no, he finished like 14th or something in strokes gained putting. Yeah, he did 14th strokes yeah, gained no, putting. Yeah, no, he putted this week. He putted great. He well, missed this, a two foot putt again,
1: which. <clears throat> this comes back to the whole thing that the real keeper of the takes is whoever's in the TV booth. Yeah. Cause they, unless you're really digging in and going hole by hole stats and looking at everything, like you're basically basing everything that you, you think about the game of golf on what the TV producer decides to show you versus not show you, which is, which is pretty interesting. So, you know, when he shows you Adam Scott missing a two footer, you think, Oh my God, Adam Scott's the worst putter ever. Uh, yeah. you know, if he would have just said Adam Scott bogeys, the, 14th hole
2: or whatever you'd be like oh okay, which is bogey. why like actually doing your it's weird as it is to say doing your own research actually matters because they're so bad at presenting the story that you can be easily led astray and i mean t- even tiger made it they made it seem like tiger couldn't make a putt and couldn't make any putts uh he was positive strokes game putting on yeah. the day and they just kind of ignored that so um on the on the note of tiger i think it was a very incredibly just normal performance yeah you know totally Like, we've come to expect that. I think he he finished 23rd here last year, and what was he, like 19th or something this year? T20. Uh, T20. Thank you, uh, uh, Stat Boy. And, uh, (laughs) I mean, the 67 on Sunday. Stat Man. 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 (laughs) Uh, 67 on Sunday was fantastic, and he he really had a mega strokes gain approach uh, on the day on the opposite side of the golf course of the leaders, but... It's nice to just have these as the expected performance. No one freaked out either way that he was playing poorly or playing really well. And uh, you know, it had a rough fall, I would say, with the Ryder Cup and the hero was not good and the match was not good. So it's good to see him kind of not, not in mid season form yet, but a nice solid start to the season. Yeah, not a whole lot more. I bad agree.
0: <laughs>
1: not much more to add. You know, I it's, concur.
2: Yeah, I, I totally concur. There's it's. Off N- no glaring even. weaknesses, no nothing yeah, fantastic. Kinda, so yeah, kind of blah. It was really encouraging last year when he started off that way, and I think it's equally as encouraging. We didn't, we had no idea what to expect yeah. last year, and now we our expectations have changed some. But it's good to see at least you know the same kind of presence. And I don't know if people have big expectations for him this year. That's justified basically, sure. and I think he justified that 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 should be the case.
1: Yeah. I think what's kind of crazy is, you know, kind of tying up both of these loose ends, I guess, is what Rose has done over the last six to eight to ten months. Um, I mean Tiger did that for kind of like, like ten years. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of just again, like I don't I know nobody's making the case, you know, that Justin Rose is better than Tiger Woods. I, I know nobody's doing that, but uh it's just Always fun to talk about
2: how good Tiger Woods was. Which, uh, somebody wrote in the question. I don't have the the handle uh, handy, unfortunately. But it was, is is Rose the best player in the post-peak Tiger era? And I would actually, I thought about that. I was like, actually, the best player in the post-peak Tiger era was probably Tiger. Even after his Whoa. peak, he was probably still the best. <sighs> sec, like, the second best player of, that, of all of that. That's,
0: yeah, I mean, that's it's pretty, pretty meta. When does post-peak Tiger start?
2: I mean probably like post two thousand eight, I think. Yeah. Um but even if that's the case, I mean, are we gonna ignore Rory winning four major championships and I mean Jordan Speeds won three and I mean no, Rose is not the best player yeah, since no, part, I, I then, agree. since Peak Tiger. Uh I'd even put dustin yeah. probably ahead of ahead of him. he's won more tournaments I think worldwide even and he even
1: put Jason league. like Jason day was kind of on had a, a heater like this for as
2: long mm-hmm. I would say as as Justin Rose right I mean cl- clearly Rose is an unbelievable like, like annoyingly consistent player one
1: I will say I saw another question I also don't have the handle in front of me but uh someone asked is Justin Rose the most underrated player of the last 20 years which I think you could make a pretty strong I think you can make a strong case no. I don't know.
0: Is he underrated? I don't
1: think so. Who who underrates him? I think just underrated, like his Q score, or Q rating, or whatever is is underrated. Like I, I don't think people. I think we talk about that all the time. Like people, you know, the equipment thing was again like another. I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, but. If his name was Rory McElroy and he went and he said, guys, I'm actually going to drop my huge contract and I'm <laughs> going to go with Hanma. This is true. Uh, everybody would have freaked out. And that's because people care about Rory. And like, no offense, n- no offense to anyone. They don't really care about Justin Rose, right. I don't think. And he's so fucking good. Like, he, he should be.
2: I but think I that's like I, the definition of underrated, no, isn't I think
0: it? you're conflating like rating somebody with just like caring about somebody.
2: Yeah, I don't think anyone out there. I don't, I don't see know. anybody beating up. Like, the,
0: I think people don't really care about him, but it's like, yeah, he's good.
2: But nobody's I like, you fear. should care about a couple Justin. People are. Yeah, uh, well, I I mean, mean, there's some shrill voices on Twitter that ride really hard for Justin. Well, Rice. like, who's denying that he's very, very good at golfing or that he doesn't get the proper attention? All right, I don't maybe think it is.
1: That, a, maybe it's a semantics thing. Yeah,
2: it might just be a small vocal. Minority, I think
1: of like something. an underrated movie or underrated band is just one that people don't really know that much about or that that doesn't really break through to the the mainstream.
2: Yeah.
0: I
1: mean Is that not how you guys look at it? I
0: don't know. It's interesting. I see what you're saying. I I think it's more like he's broken through. (laughs) People just like don't
2: People just don't care.
0: Really care. That I mean, much. to your point,
2: like, all right, nobody freaked out when he changed equipment companies. Like, if Kepka changed, like, I don't, even, I don't even think I know what Kepka uses for equipment. Like, would no people, equipment deal, right? Right. Mostly he uses a bit of a, a grab bag. But is but that, I don't news? know what they are. Exactly. But yeah, yeah. So that's not really listen, news there a, yeah, either. That's, and that's, that's he's won point. way more majors than Rose has. So <clears throat> listen. Listen, that's a good point. Just whack a mole over here. Sure. Just, you're throwing yeah, yeah. out takes and we're bashing them down. Yeah, listen, I'm just cha- I'm challenging takes. I'm not throwing out takes. <laughs> um, CBS, I don't think there's a whole lot to really cover here. It felt like kind of the exact same thing as last year. No major changes. Yeah. No, nothing to get excited about. Same kind of things to be upset and disappointed and felt like, bored with. But... Felt
1: like golf on CBS instead of golf, comma, on CBS. Yes. You know, it felt
2: yep. like the CBS show. Yeah, which at one point they talked about, you know, how they're out there for. Tory Pines and Riviera and just didn't mention next week's event, which is uh, they, going to be. They on-
1: did at the end. They gave a nice shout out to Johnny and and the, the Phoenix Open, which, by the way, from all of us here
2: at CBS, <laughs> congratulate you on a fantastic uh, career.
1: Oh, which, by the way, Johnny's last
2: last broadcast Saturday. I know. What's what, what's the deal with him going out Saturday? He just didn't want to go up against the Super Bowl. Or- no, I think it was I th- the end of the tournament. I think ending. it was more
1: like he doesn't want him overshadowing the end of a tournament. That makes
2: sense. I think.
1: And plus, the Super Bowl is probably a little bit. You know, just more from the NBC side, but yeah, I I think it's it's more that you don't want it to be, you know,
2: this great drama coming
1: down the stretch. And then Johnny, what do you remember? What's the thing you're going to remember the most?
2: Blah blah blah. Which to anyone out there that's celebrating Johnny Miller's retirement and somewhat enjoyed what we just witnessed Uh. today, like just get out, just get (laughs) out. Like I don't want to hear, and I don't want to hear anybody celebrating this retirement. That job is really hard to do. We've covered this a lot, but. Uh, for, so from all of us here at No Way Up, a big congratulations <laughs> for sure. to Johnny Miller on his uh, retirement. I'm sure we'll cover that. What's your best? Week. What's your favorite Johnnyism? What are you gonna? I miss, mean, fall gonna Line's gonna the, the most, most? repeatable yeah. and the most like the one he's known for the most. And I know he. he I mean, the Oakmont thing is just so beaten up over the head. Yeah, that it's, it's, it's kind of jumped the shark. Yeah, the, the,
0: yeah. The trap draws, the squeeze cuts, You know, just the, <laughs> the chunk and run. Yeah, just the very descriptive uh, shot descriptions.
1: I love. Uh, just to I don't even know if he actually does it or not, but uh getting out there on like Saturday, Sunday mornings and, and actually going out and rolling putts to different yeah. hole locations. I always love yeah. hearing about it. I was out there at yeah, I was out there at seven AM this morning. This one this one goes right. Which a- is if he does weigh in I'm sure he, I'm, that would be a really weird thing to lie about
0: what about like a really difficult shot and he's like he, he's gonna get it inside 10 feet maybe once out, and then he just like <laughs> pulls a number out of his yes.
2: 7 out time. of 21 times he'll get this inside <laughs> yeah. at 8 feet my, one of my favorites is always and I mean it's not that hard of a shot just open up the face of a 9-9 here I used to do this all the time <laughs> whatever you would throw that in I used to do this all the time <sighs> what'd you guys think of uh, Spieth and Reed hugging it out Saturday morning as they were paired together for the weekend
0: it was disgusting Thing.
2: Yeah, I thought it was It was really good. gross. It yeah. was how disappointing. So? I, well, did you expect them to just beef with each other for eternity?
0: No, but gosh, just so It just feels like every it's time you So like golf for them to that's, That it is very very golf. Golf. That's
1: really well said. It's every time golf. we walk up to the line of being interesting just it's of gone. A, an army of, it. of agents and PR people
2: just, just hold the line. It's like, which... It, and not to defend... I I agree, but if I'm Jordan Spieth and I'm like, all right, I can make this whole thing go away. Well, no, of course, it, away, of course it made sense. It's I, know, I know. It just was disgusting. I know. <laughs> you don't think it made sense?
0: Uh, would Tiger... 20 years ago i've hugged somebody and talked shit about him (laughs) no No. but he might now and that's the difference he might now well i think and part of it's my disappointment in speed i keep wanting to be somebody who he's not and that's my fault obviously um but yeah I, i was just you know what what would have been the harm in just like not exchanging any words all day I mean, I think that sets the
2: tone for how your relationship would be forever going forward. Who knows what happened behind the scenes? Maybe they talked. I doubt they did, but maybe they did. They
0: could reconcile, you know, 15 years from now. Well, and Reed's
2: comments weren't so... I mean, they were a bit direct at Jordan, but it was kind of like, well, he didn't want to play with me. It wasn't like... It'd be different if he was like, Jordan cost us because this, 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 and this. For sure. And he was just kind of like... Kind of chatty and weird about it, but it was it was not like a direct shot at Jordan. I could be wrong in interpreting it that way. No, but it I wasn't. think
1: no, I think that's probably
2: right. So. I, I don't think Furyk's hugging him. Probably. No, <laughs> probably not. I would imagine. Yeah, it was more of a shot at Furyk, I guess, in the leadership yeah. than it was necessarily like. I mean, Jordan went out on and one went four and one or three and two, whatever he was. So
1: how about uh. Patrick Reed
2: looking low-key svelte. Yeah, I'm not ready for that. No, it's a little disconcerting. I don't know. what it, was, it, was it like a full year in the Nike clothes? It was kind of like, all right, no, I got to th- thin down if I want to wear it. I kind of got
1: the feeling that maybe he lost a bunch of weight just so that he could shit on some Augusta National uh, member for having a coat that was too big this year. Or something, <laughs> something like
0: that. So what's going to happen when he it's puts fun, the coat on himself playing, this year?
2: He's playing chess. And it doesn't fit.
0: Real quick about the hug. Who, who initiated the hug?
2: Do you guys know? It was looked like Jordan. It was kind of know. like... I had to see the multiple handshake. angles. Yeah. I, I, all I saw was Zapruder footage. That's what stills. I'm
0: disappointed about. It, here's my question. Do you think Patrick was kind of pissed that he went to hug him? Like, well, that's that what point, I was say. Like so you have to like, kind if of If you really
1: think it. about it, but, maybe, maybe Spieth alpha'd him by going in for the hug. And it was mm, like a Godfather moment. I like that I knew, take. I knew it was you.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that. I knew it was you, Patrick. I like that take.
1: God, I wouldn't go
2: fishing with Jordan Spieth if I was... Uh, <laughs> Spoiler alert, Randy! I know you've never seen The Godfather 2. Hasn't he already freighted him? Because, I mean, he he bypassed him to par- pair up with JT at the Ryder Cup. It's true. This might be like The Godfather 3 we we're watching already.
1: Patrick does seem like he'd be hanging out. Of the two, he's, he seems like the one to be swindled by Mo Green also.
2: <laughs>
0: you know who I am. <laughs> but I think, I, I guess why I said that was, I think, I think Reed enjoys, he's the one guy who on tour... He would have leaned into, into it. Leans yeah. into kind of being a villain and saying what he feels, and mm-hmm. like I don't care if you don't like me.
2: I just think that that only plays well like one week every two years, and for fi- other fifty-one yeah. weeks, like all right, like, I gotta face these guys every single week. I can't just be. Gosh, you might. You
1: got
0: it me. Could th- be his fuel, though. I mean, got, some guys yeah. need the fuel.
2: You mm-hmm. got me thinking three D chess now that
1: that maybe, maybe Spieth did it like, just to get it even more inside his own head hmm. or inside inside like Reed's that. head. Look, we're, let's go back to the tape. We'll, we'll, more to come as this
2: story develops. Uh, I want to give a quick shout-out to Taylor Gooch. He finished fourth last week in the Desert Classic to get into Torrey Pines and finished T3 here this week to survive and advance the next week.
1: The uh, top 10 rule is so good on tour. It is, but Corey Connors was well, that's bad.
2: Yeah, 22nd place in the FedEx Cup coming into this week. Had to try to Monday qualify and didn't get in. Yeah, that's, How is that? What that is the point of the FedEx Cup if you can't? Use your standing in the FedEx Cup to get into an event. That is insane. What if he was leading it? I mean, I know you would have had to have won to be leading it, but there's absolutely nothing. Like, what if he was fifth without a win? If he finished runner up at every event, he still wouldn't be, I guess you you would top 10 into it. But (laughs) are you answering your own question? No, you get my point though. (laughs) Like, if he was in the top 10, like if he, you know, finished second, got way up on the FedEx Cup, and then finished 11th the next week, he wouldn't be in the next event because he doesn't have status feels like you kind of need some kind of somewhat battlefield exemption if you're in the top 30 in the fedex cup
1: it is wild he has a second and a t3 this season
2: yeah and is trying to monday into events That's that's absurd i mean he would be in a playoff event right now if the season ended if the season ended right now he'd be he'd be qualified for the playoffs or do you have to to be a member to be to qualify for the playoffs you have to be a member to qualify for the playoffs but is he not a member i guess do you have to have status is there a difference between having status, like PGA Tour status, and being a member, and yes. you qualify more? Okay, there is. Yeah, so he would be in. Okay, because I know that. Well, what's it? Sorry, because when this Bryson, is bad radio here. No, what's no. his? What's his? Like, what is his status? He gets into all these events. Like, it seems like he he obviously has. We'd know? have to look that up. But I know when Bryson was playing on sponsors exemptions and wasn't a PGA Tour member yet. Yeah, he had to win. To get into the FedEx Cup playoffs, I Yeah, yeah, because that. so, that's how you get special yeah. temporary membership. I, we're giving the FedEx Cup too much
1: credit. No, 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 but I'm, we've said it too to many times. Figure times out out, loud. Like, why he hasn't reshuffled? There's some like agents or something that are, you know, specialized <laughs> in this that are going to drive off the road. But, but I don't get how he's getting into so many events, but not reshuffling. Here's uh, the point, even if second in
2: a T3, which is, I, I'm not making an excuse for us for not knowing, but this is kind of an example of like, how is this happening? Yeah. We're trying to figure out yeah, how exactly. this, how he doesn't get into events and whatnot. Anyways.
0: By, by my stat man here again, yeah. by my crude uh, searching, he finished 130th in the FedEx Cup last year. Okay. okay
1: so he's playing 125 to, or so. 126 to
2: 150 or whatever. Yeah. Else, yeah. Which yeah. I don't think is subject to any reshuffles. Correct. Okay. Okay. So,
1: so he's yeah. reshuffled to the top of that category.
2: Yeah. You know, basically. Yeah. But yeah. best of luck okay. to, yeah, best of luck, you know, trying to get into these winter events. <laughs> hey, we thanks did it. for
1: that, man. That was, that was good. So, um, <laughs>
2: what, what is, again, this is going to be bad radio, I think. PJ Tour Live, NBC Gold. Like, I, I was kind of confused with why PJ Tour Live went to Twitter. And I'm like, you know what? I'm paying for this. Like, it's taking I to social media. And now I'm kind of like, you know what? I might just be good with the PGA Tour Live on Twitter and not need this NBC gold. Which... Why? <laughs> why buy the cow? Which <laughs> the one thing that the tour didn't need to do was make online viewing weirder and harder to do or an, another weird type of viewing experience. <laughs> Maybe there's something I'm missing, but it seems like not something great for the users to not really fully understand what they Yeah, I don't know. It's... it's it's gone from, it's more expensive now too, which I think is, I don't know which
1: app it is. It's gone from like must see kind of viewing to just, yeah, maybe I'll just look at the leaderboard on Thursday night and see what happened. Yeah. You know, it's, it, and I know we say this about golf all the time, but like, It would be so hard to explain to an alien who dropped in and was like, I'd love to watch uh, one of your recreational activities. (laughs) Like, all right, cool. Well, All you got to do is just check the leaderboard until PJ tour live starts, then fire up PJ tour live, except now it's actually PJ it's, it's NBC sports gold, but then it's going to be free for an hour on Twitter. So check it out over there, but then it'll be on NBC sports gold, but then it'll be on golf channel, but then it'll go away for 15 minutes, but then it'll be on CBS but it's also on SiriusXM
2: xm if you and, listen the radio yeah if you, if you want to watch it it's on series or if you want to listen it's on SiriusXM. xm um let's move on to uh <laughs> to tory pines i know there's not much really to add in this conversation that we haven't covered in previous years but i really was kind of setting out this should be like all right let's find the good in tory pines and it w- the more blimp views they showed the harder it was to be <laughs> to to really justify it i mean i don't i know it's kind of the it's up it's more of a 2015 twitter take to hate tory pines but I get that the the golf the site might be a bit overrated. I don't think it's necessarily like the greatest site for a golf course. Some people think it is. The hard part would seems to be to get grass to grow out there, which they seem to be doing just fine with. <laughs> and they grow it everywhere. Like imagine covering that site in just thick rough grass. That's yeah. the part that really frustrates me. And like they could play so much closer to these cliffs and canyons, and everyone's like, oh, you know, you. Erosion and blah blah blah. It's like they got grass over there, they got rough. It's harder yeah. to do the rough, I would imagine, close to those lines, and it would be fairway. But I don't know, it's extremely not interesting to just see long par fours with bunkers on both sides of the fairway in the same place, offline, not even in the way of the players that they have to play around them. And it's just so uninspiring. It creates and people the argument against it is like, oh, look at look at the leaderboard. It's a great leaderboard. It's also a great field. It's a great field. <laughs> yeah. And it just rewards that the the prototype PGA tour player that hits it really far and high and everything. The guys that you know we've been somewhat tricked into believing are the best players in the world because it's kind of the same formula test week after week. And it doesn't create exciting it doesn't create excitement. It's a great leaderboard, but it wasn't exciting at all today.
1: Well, you had a good take on the pin on 18 might be kind of a straw man or not straw man, but kind of a misleading, misleading, it's like fake, fake excitement,
2: right? For a professional golfer to hit a wedge somewhere in a bowl. That's like 50 (laughs) feet wide. And then also if you want to go for it, like you just use the grandstands as a bumper, like Jason day did. I mean, it is kind of manufactured excitement, I would say.
0: Except that one year Kyle Stanley hit it in the wall. All oh, right. Yeah. This is the, the first year that
2: they haven't shown that highlight, I think, actually. I was just dreading it. I'm like, all right, here we go. It's around ten, this time. Ten Every year, year, statute of limitations is run out. It finally has, I guess. It's only been seven years. But oh, seven
0: years. I think what you have to understand about Tori, for everybody snowed in in the Midwest and Northeast, is yeah. totally. your first peek at warm weather. There's the ocean, the hang- Like, I feel like it's more about. The ambiance and the aesthetic of the event than the actual golf course. Like, I can remember watching Tori growing up. I don't care about the golf necessarily. I just care that, oh, it looks really warm there. And that's nice because it's, mm-hmm. you know, 10 degrees outside. Um, and I, I haven't seen the sun in a week. <laughs> I think
2: that's, that's, that's fine. That kind of perspective is fine. But it's also one of those things where it's like, you don't realize how good it could be.
0: No, and I, I was, it, I, I, I'm agreeing with everything you said. Yeah. I, I think. Just remembering back in my own history, though, I didn't care that the golf wasn't exciting or that the course, you know, isn't as good as it could be. Yeah, well, because it was simply an escape.
1: I think there's a a good case to be made that it is a good tournament golf course, and that thick rough and narrow fairways and all of these things are are actually good for tournament golf for a lot of the reasons that we do talk about, which is you know width and angles don't matter as much to these guys because they'll spin a wedge from wherever or drop a wedge into a garbage can from from the rough or no
2: matter what and so the players love it because they can shut their brains off and play it so robotic which yeah yeah. like sucks i think it's from an interest standpoint and the issue i've always had with it too is you know people say it's uh like a demanding driving course and like it is it's hard to hit fairways out there they're really narrow but You're almost better off missing fairways really badly than you are, you know, like a foot into the deep rough because there's usually a fairway bunker waiting for you there. Whereas you blow it off into this, like some of the places where Tiger is usually playing from are actually not bad angles, and you just don't really feel the same kind of punishment for very offline shots. But the good news is they're set for a fourteen million dollar irrigation and bunker work in the off season here, so uh, some some more watering and just Uh, doing whatever these bunkers. Eamon Lynch tweeted a
1: sign of. that was in the golf shop that said if you've basically if you're if you can't find your ball in the rough after one minute just drop it where you think it is which a like if if you dropped where you thought it was like it would be there free
0: free of penalty (laughs) free of penalty penalty.
1: yeah yeah which and b it's like maybe we could maybe we could just cut the rough maybe a little bit that would speed up play and that would uh solve you know save these people are already paying whatever they're paying to play this stupid golf course we I can save them a couple golf balls as well. How many
2: mower blades are getting chewed through as golf? They just chop up golf balls. Or someone's reselling breath.
0: all these balls. Props Huge so. tax free racket Ooh, going Oh, there we go. Well, I was going to say propso because oh. it is a cheap option for residents of San Diego.
1: Yes. Cool model there. And that is, yeah. I would think, as close as kind of American golf gets to almost a Scottish model of, you know,
2: gouging the outsiders and taking care of the insiders sure um, yeah. so yeah of course Props i'd be fine that. with that if it was a course that would like would be fun for like yeah. people to play it doesn't look that fun to play i would think for like a mid handicap for me well,
1: gosh that's where i go back to and and people rode hard against me for this take last time so i'm gonna double down uh, <laughs> but that's where i come back to on like beth page too it's like yeah. feels very similar and i know it's not always in tournament shape or u.s open shape and you know a lot of times they do cut back the rough and it, it it's not always such a a punch in the face to play but yeah it kind of seems like the the closest east coast version to what we see here
0: i just want to mention that kevin chapel and jason gore are tied for the aeon risk reward challenge yeah oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. i was this gonna this consider,
1: kind of hopefully adopt this as kind of my block you know i, I think we saw the 18th hole as this this um weeks risk reward Aeon challenge hole uh kind of get into some players heads i saw your boy ricky made double there uh clearly thinking about the risk and the reward that the hole presented and and that season-long race for a million bucks of nebulous cash uh from a faceless sponsor so um yeah cool to see that cool to see
2: that uh take for shape
1: for sure okay <laughs> that's, most of, that's
2: most of what we were looking for down the stretch there that was uh yeah. we were on the edge of the couch there we saw
1: we saw there. it getting John Rom's head too it he was
2: missed that short birdie putt too much too much pressure <laughs> um Bryson DeChambeau his uh fourth win in nine starts despite me tweeting at 6:45 <laughs> a.m that it was fourth win in 10 starts I count the heroes two really four
1: and eight starts. Yeah, yeah see if if I count the hero. the hero
2: which I would allow people to do see it's two starts for me so because it's such a great field and it deserves <laughs> official world golf ranking points uh, so we touched on it a bit earlier, just on is Bryson potentially one of the best players in the world? The rankings are not power rankings, but if they were power rankings, he would be number two in the world right now, I would say. For sure. There's not a ton to add for just the fact that he was just dominant one by seven. But in his interview after the round, I, I picked up the quote around he referenced air pressure, mile per hour on the speed, putts. And we're trying to figure out as much as possible so I can be as consistent as possible. And obviously it's showing. Which I think he just kind of went into like, all right, my smart mode, boom, boom, boom. And then when he said mile per hour on the speed, he's like, oh, I got to abandon this because I don't know where I'm going to follow up on he, this
1: one. Uh, gosh. So we've heard so much of the science stuff, and it's really kind of just made me check out a little bit because I'm like, all right, I, people are just thrusting this narrative on him and and whatever this is the first week where I've really dove in and read a lot more of these quotes and watched some of the telecasts and seen the highlights and stuff. And like, I'm kind of buying it more than more than ever now, especially, uh, just some of his, some of like, I had pulled out a couple other quotes. What was, what was another one? Like people asking about his putting and like, he's talking about this putting system and blah, blah, blah. And he sounds like club pro guy. Now he's like, <laughs> that is something that is proprietary. Uh, it's something we've worked very hard to figure out. That's why I think we're successful this week. And it's like, there is a cr- and he's talking about how he knows, you know, the grain is going the opposite way of the slope and he just trusts his system and he knows exactly what it's going to do and then it does. It's just I don't know, I'm buying up all the Bryson stock feels like Tesla stock like 7 or 8 years ago. <laughs> They've got this, all this crazy ass technology. You don't even you don't even know where they're going to go with it and it seems like it could flame out spectacularly. And it might go to down, Mars down the stretch. He could do a yeah, weird podcast with Joe Rogan down the stretch. <laughs>
0: You want to talk about underrated? <laughs> uh, yeah, this for sure. guy has a clear case of being the most underrated golfer in the world. He I'll give you that. I mean, uh, he he is one of the three best players in the world right now full stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if it weren't for the goofy off-course stuff and and the sciencey stereotype, I mean, the guy the, the guy won the NCAA individual and in the USAM in 2015. <laughs> Turn Pro won on the web tour in 2016. Won his first PGA tour in 17. Won four times last year and has already won on the PGA again and now has won in Europe. It's like holy yeah shit.
2: And he's not like doubling down on the science stuff. He's not like tripling, he's like sextupling down. Exactly. On this. He's like I'm going to this is going to be my well, thing. I got I got a couple more quotes. I can't for wait for you. these.
1: He said I'm not going to predict the future But I know that with what we do and how hard my caddy Tim Tucker works, shout out to that guy, more on that in a second, and how hard I work, I think we'll figure out some stuff that nobody's figured out before. It makes a difference. It really does. But
2: what was the stuff about the errors that that other people are making? (laughs) He
1: said, uh, and this is all kind of slightly paraphrased, but... He said, I can see all the errors that everyone else is making on the golf course when I play with them. They hit a shot and I'm like, well, that's going to go long and yeah, or it's going to go short. And yeah, we know why it happens before it happens. And they're trying to play with the yardages they're trying to play to. We know it because the conditions are changing sometimes and it's fun. It's fun to see that. Oh my God. He said, so it does make an impact. I think more people are going to start taking it into account that, oh my gosh, this is this is actually not a joke. This is legitimate science. <laughs>
2: Which I still kind of wonder what a real scientist would say about the things he says. I think he's like a really good fake scientist. He was, he was lamenting also that the one thing they'll
1: never be able to solve, which sounded like the worst science fiction movie ever, the one thing we'll never be able to solve is the wind. The
0: wind, yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll never be able to predict the wind accurately.
0: He seems like he's on the forefront, and I said this in an earlier pod, so I'm repeating myself if anybody's listening. It seems like there's a lot of parallels between pro golf going the way uh formula formula 1 racing yeah. and really any you know racing where Yes, you have the driver, the, the guy who actually has to do the action, but you have this huge team around him just trying to work literally on the margins to gain any advantage uh, through science and, and the conditions and the technology. And I feel like Bryson's on the forefront of that movement. And so yeah, it could be really where the sport is going when you combine the technology aspect with his success. And that's where people are going to copy it.
2: Yeah, we have to, uh, at least for myself personally, we've been making fun of this guy for many years now. Is like very clearly state what he's doing is amazing, not just like his record, but being someone who has transformed the way. Not he he has not transformed the way that the club is being swung, but like you just said, it might change the way the club is swung in the future. But saying no, I'm going to do this differently than really anyone's done it ever. I'm going to have again it's mentioned every single time he hits an iron that they're all the same length but that's insane to do that like it really that's is what i was going to say is like you know i really haven't thought about that in yeah, a couple you, months <laughs> all his irons are the
1: same like program, like i know it, it inherently but i haven't really right. thought about it in yeah. a long
2: time that is nuts though. and they're 13 degrees upright and he God. swings it in a in a way that no human would would do it naturally and at, like that is that takes serious guts to like risk Or try to build a career different like doing things so different than everybody else does it. And he's run running circles around people. Yeah. I mean, when he came out the first week he came out, I I think I tweeted something like, All right, let's everybody manage expectations, like if he if he fails at the beginning, like that doesn't mean anything. And if he does really well at the beginning, like we'll, we'll see what his career is like. And he finished T four at Harbour Town. I was like, okay, he's going to be on the Ryder Cup team in twenty sixteen. <laughs> I was riding hard for that, as well. and uh, it didn't work out that way. But now it's like, all right, this is this is like he is more and more comfortable in his own skin. I don't think he cares what people thinks, and he is going to absolutely wreck people in nineteen. I think so.
1: How good was the video? And I'm rooting for and, it. And shout out to. Uh... I don't know if it was Sky Sports or whoever the European Tour, whoever had a hand in capturing all the audio between him and his caddy this week in Dubai, because like that shit is awesome. It's and he's talking best. about air density minus minus ten percent, plus plus ten percent, plus carry, plus rollout, plus all of these things, and basically they get to
2: like, yeah, it's just like a hard fifty degree. <laughs>
0: he's like, oh, okay, okay. I was exhausted after <laughs> I was the exhausted. two minute clip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: this reminds me of like when I'm walk and I'm you know walking down the fairway and you guys are off the side like, hey. Do you see the 100-yard marker <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I'll figure it out. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but interestingly enough, that conversation you're referring to kind of bridges the gap to this next conversation, which Tong Lee was assessed a two-shot penalty on the 72nd hole today. Uh, it dropped him from a tie for third to a tie for 12th. This is the new rule on caddies lining up players. And he is... And I, we, I can play it out as best I can. Obviously, I can't show a video on a podcast, but... He has not yet addressed the ball. He's getting into a stance, kind of taking a practice swing next it's like to the a ball. a 5-6 foot putt. Yes. Yeah. And his caddy is like looking at the, I think the way I interpret it is caddy is reading the putt and it, as far as I can tell I'm not even saying anything to him at that point. And as soon as Hautson gets even close to the ball, the caddy clearly starts to walk away, knowing that he can't be in the line that of the player that the player is taking while he's taking a stance. And he hasn't addressed it yet. And he doesn't move him around. He doesn't. Nothing happens. And instead of giving the player the benefit of the doubt, he's assessed a two-shot penalty, which is I, as far as I can tell, hundred grand. He got made an example out of. Yeah. Which harkening back to the Masters, the only <laughs> yeah. slow play penalty that we ever really had was against Guan Long or whatever it is. It's kind of like, man, what like would that? Would they've given that to Tiger on the seventy-second hole? Would yeah. they've given that penalty? No. Like, would they give it to Bryson? <laughs> Like, what the hell was that? Yeah, that's extremely, extremely weird. And it's, it's not... If it was more blatant, I could be like, all right, this is the USGA RNA making an example, European tour making an example of, like this is what happens when you violate this rule. That is like not even... It was not even a gray area to no. me. It was like very clearly he had not addressed no, it. No, that's not, the whole the whole thing about the
1: simplification of the rules and we're going to be trusting player intent a lot more and all mm. of these things. And Like, that was the definition of there was no intent here. And if there was intent, then this was the most masterfully orchestrated, seamlessly timed uh, thing. Like, okay, look at where my, my right foot is exactly when you step up to the ball. That's really where you're trying to line up. Like it would have had to be the most
2: ridiculously, ridiculously, well my point on the yes, the transition so is that, that that conversation you're referencing was posted to the European Tour and I don't have the timer on that. I'm just gonna guess it took Bryson longer than forty five seconds to play that shot, right? Yeah. The intention of this rule that how <laughs> that Tong Lee gets penalized on is to speed up pace of play. Right. One uh, of these examples is being celebrated on the European Tour social media. Rightfully so. I thought yeah. it was cool. But they've just decided that this rule is not going to get put into effect. It's a rule in the rule book, but nobody ever enforces it ever anywhere except for maybe the shot clock masters. Um, and <laughs> That's true. You
1: know, is Bryson going to suffer at the shot clock masters?
2: <laughs> we need to talk about they that. They very well could. These Europeans will remember now. Um, but th- just, to, just to have this, again, it was supposed to be a simplification and now it's like, man, what that is not the way I expected that rule to be interpreted in any way. So that, that was really disappointing. Um, no, I don't know who thought that they needed to... Really
1: like you know, throw themselves on the grenade here and stand up for the for the integrity of golf by enforcing that one. But that was some bad self awareness there.
2: Yeah, it's a rarity that we'll uh, we'll double up on. Uh, I think European Tour criticism, but it's going to be a hot topic of discussion this coming week as the European Tour heads to Gosh, another segue Saudi Arabia
0: oh, for <laughs>
2: the very first time.
0: Are we talking King Abdullah Economic City?
2: <coughs> it's it's Randy just perked up. He had nothing to say on the rules front, and now he, he's ready to talk about the Arab states. Randy wants to talk about his boy MBS.
0: What can you say about MBS that Tom Friedman didn't say already? (laughs) Uh, It it was really – I don't know where you want to start exactly, but I found it really interesting that uh, Golf Channel, Morning Drive would tackle the subject. Yeah, Yeah, the topic. Um, Especially that program, I feel like it's much more vanilla. And so they they brought on Keith Pelley and essentially asked him, like, hey, in light of, obviously, everything that went down late last fall – you know, talk to me about the decision to go to Saudi Arabia. And he gave a really long uh, word salad answer, and I think nowhere in that answer did he I've got it if you touch want it. upon the actual question.
2: Our main focus is on the safety and security of our players and staff. Like many global companies who operate in the region, we have monitored the situation. Having looked at that and having done our due diligence in terms of the safety and security We're obviously moving forward and looking forward to this new chapter on the European tour. That's from Shackelford's site. But
0: what a
2: stupid answer, though, because the question was not...
0: That wasn't the, the question. Right? The question's like, of course, not like, hey, are you worried about
1: your players being right. murdered over there? It's like, no, are you worried about the fact that they're murdering other people and maybe this doesn't send a great message for your players to be there? It's like, no, our guys are going to be totally safe. Oh, okay, cool. Moving on. Next question.
0: And hey, that's where the topic gets interesting, yeah. I think, because obviously there is stuff to say about Saudi Arabia specifically. And then you can use it as a jumping off point to talk about some other locations where professional golf is played worldwide. And I think those are two they're the same topic but but they're also maybe separate topics
2: um I think and shout out to Brandle I don't have his audio exactly but he went basically in on the ridiculousness that the European tour is going to Saudi Arabia uh I was I'm still hesitant just to wait into it because I don't I don't want to act like a higher moral being of some kind I'm sure that uh no matter what happened the, the point I brought up quickly was like all right European tour has been going to Qatar for how long? And listen, their human rights record there is. Ab- it's terrible. Well, yeah. If you
0: followed the world cup. Right. Development. Yeah.
2: And so it's like, I, I did find it a bit interesting that, and obviously it's, it's in line with, you know, recent things that have happened with Saudi Arabia and American journalists. but it's, it's like, all right, why are we drawing a line in the sand over Saudi Arabia and not Qatar or anything going on in China or any, anything in other parts of the world? It's kind of, it's just interesting. To that point, it's interesting the Golf Channel actually really did dive in on. Yeah, it. and are they airing? I'm assuming they're airing it, right? For sure. Although Brandel, which was
1: sick, very quickly pointed out, like I basically Gary Williams was, I think maybe making a bit of a false equivalency, saying like, well, you know, if if these guys are coming down and Brooks kepka has got a, a you know one shot lead coming down to the last hole, and you're watching, you know, does that make you complicit? And Brandel basically said, well, like, well, it doesn't matter because I'm not going to watch it. Like, I'm not going to watch any of it. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
2: It's weird, like DJ is playing and Patrick Reed. Yeah. And Justin Rose. I
0: I think what's interesting about this is, and Saul, you said it well, is hey, listen, they play in some other areas of the world that have very, uh, you know, to put it lightly, sketchy things going on. Uh, downright abhorrent stuff uh, in places. But I, I think what Saudi Arabia offered was maybe on the flip side, like where's the line, right? Like well, if you can't yeah. draw the line here, no, well, exactly, where are right. you ever exactly. going to draw the line? Like That's, this this w- was the possibility for such an easy, you know, PR play to, to stand up for something. And it's like if you can't do that here – where are you gonna do yeah. it? Let's no, exactly. That's, and that's yeah, that's right.
1: where you kept seeing a lot of the people again in that golf channel thing just saying, you know, <laughs>
0: Well, you could point
1: a finger anywhere. It's like, Yeah, you could. Like let's start with the easiest one, man. Yeah. Like <laughs>
2: right. this is so black right. and
1: white. I got it and, and I don't know, I, I do I don't wanna hedge too much but, and, but I, I know that obviously I'm not a, a player i'm not a european tour player and i'm not a young european tour player who needs starts and and all those things and like i can't put myself in one of their shoes it's extremely easy to say oh, there's no absolutely no way i would ever play right. that i can say pretty confidently that if i'm dustin johnson i'm not playing for whatever you're gonna pay me because i Man. already have all the money anyways right. yeah. so like i can say like it's it's all it's weird but it's almost like dude the the big name players like yeah that kind of is your responsibility man like you you got to own this if you really want the the million dollars that's all you know half of which is going to disappear to random obligations and stuff anyways like if that's really what you want like cool then you got to own some major criticism here for going to do this yeah
0: i agree I and i think to, to your point that the lesser you know the guys who do need starts who do need money on the euro tour that's where the leadership of the tour, like it's up to them not to put those guys in that situation. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a failure on on the leadership of the Euro Tour. Which
2: I'm not going to pretend to understand how this works from a technical standpoint, but uh, I don't really don't I really honestly don't understand how when players become members of the PGA Tour, how the the rules work on competing in uh, sanctioned events around the world and whatnot but like does the PGA tour have to give PGA tour players permission to, co- to compete in european tour events if they're not members of the european tour
1: uh, i believe so i don't know if it's like an all encompassing you know if it's event by event or if it's just yeah. you know kind of like the euro tour and the asian tour and yeah. blah 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 are all kind of like whitelisted for the year like you're good for anything but i give. i see what you're getting at like could the pj tour basically put an injunction on Hey, this, you know, we are not sanctioning your, you know, we have a PJ Tour event this week that you're skipping to go play this and we're not going to allow you to do that. I don't know how that works or if, if they would be allowed to do that or not, but it's, it's yeah. a question
2: worth asking. I yeah. If, if that is the case, if they have that, you know, ability to do that and they have not done that, are they complicit? I guess, yeah. where again, where do you draw the line with the, uh, yeah. Who is complicit and who isn't in this yeah but. and i i really like your your point randy it's like the
1: you know the other thing that pelly said on on golf channel was which is a fine point is basically like well you know in late january early february you know there's only so many places we can play in the year and we got to play in the middle east because we can't play in ireland or scotland or france or any of these places and it's like yeah. Okay. So you have to go to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> like, dude, come on, man. Like, that—that's not an excuse to
2: to keep, you know, to to make this okay. Your tour has survived for how many years yeah. without ever going to Saudi Arabia? How about it? Australia? Yeah, Australia
1: is warm this time of year. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, maybe players, yeah. maybe make players take a little longer flight than than going to Saudi Arabia
2: right now. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I, I, mean,
0: I will say for those, if, if you are in King Abdullah Economic City this week, uh, getting ready for the event, Mariah Carey's playing, <laughs> Tiesta, Tiesto is doing yeah. a concert, Sean Paul's doing a concert. Which makes me
1: feel better. If those guys are going, got <laughs> <moral compasses laughs> exactly. they, they got strong moral compasses. They're got they really weighing, you know, they're not really driven by anything except for their art. So I think that's that makes me feel a little if better. If Jimmy Buffett was there, we know Big Randy for would be sure. there. For so sure. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, the, gosh, story. what a quandary that would put you in. Yeah. huh? <laughs>
2: What's the furthest you've traveled to see him? You live long enough to see your heroes become the villains.
0: Yeah, I've gone cross country to see him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, one more topic, and we'll get to this. This can be a quick one, then we'll get to a couple questions, and then we'll wrap it up. But uh, Rory kind of went in on Hosung Choi a little bit this week. He said, uh, "I mean, technically, his swing is good. If you watch it up until impact, he's technically got a pretty good swing. He's obviously a pretty good player." Whether that means he should be taking a spot away from a PGA Tour player at a PGA Tour event, I'm not so sure. But yeah, I mean, it's gained a little bit of notoriety. He's a good player. I'm not sure a golf shot should mean that much to you that you're doing that after you hit it. Like it's just trying a little too hard. You have to try hard at golf, but that's taking it to an extreme. Rory,
1: I don't know. The only thing I love it. Here's what I I love it. it. I do speak your truth. I really do like uh, the spirit of of, you know, saying something like that. What I will say Ho Sung Choi is number 194 in the world mm-hmm. this week. Um last week Adam Long was number 417 in the world and so it's like dude, I, you know, he's not like he's not, he's not a like total joke. Correct. Like <laughs> Like, come on! <laughs> He's not that, La machina Yeah, like, exactly.
2: He has, and he was doing this before any TV cameras were yeah. on him for as long as, as far as I can. Know. Yeah, now,
1: I, I felt like kind of a weird, a weird, another one, a weird hill to die on.
2: For, well, and that's, but that's kind of what I want to get to. Sponsor exemption, man! You can give it to whoever you want. I, like, that's kind of the benefit of sponsoring a tournament. But I, my, the, the reason I kind of want to even talk about this was like I don't want to roast Rory. Okay? No, no, so no. Anyone that says yeah, this, yeah, it's yeah. like. Dude, if this is what you truly think, yeah, please say that. Like, For sure. And you are a tour player. You have more of a stake in this than any of us ever will. Like, if that's how you feel about it, if that's how other tour players feel about it, say that. And always feel free to speak your mind. And it's you know kind of the negative reaction to comments like these that prevent players from speaking yeah. their mind. No, so, I, I love they said it. I like, just slightly disagree. I totally disagree with him. <laughs> yeah. And I. Yeah. I I'm obviously coming from big Rory fan. Like I hope Hudson Choi beats him that week. That would be awesome. Like, that'd be a great storyline. <laughs> yeah, you, awesome. you think he shouldn't be here? Like he he can play, and it'd be interesting to see him compete on the PGA. But tour. that's where
1: it's like, dude, you just say one shred of an interesting thing, and now boom! Like there's a built in storyline for yeah for Saturday Sunday, which is know, great. Kinda, yeah. I,
0: I'm in. Yeah. The only thing I'll add, you know what? This episode made me think about. I talked to a little internal plug here for the trap draw. I talked to my guy, Lauren Rubenstein, uh, last year. He wrote a book about Mo Norman. Yeah. The, you know, your favorite ball striker's favorite ball striker. And Mo was a very eccentric person. And his book chronicled, you know, Mo came, he's from Canada. He came down, played some PGA Tour events, but was never, he, he was almost mocked and ridiculed by his fellow pros. And, you know, Mo had a lot of, and I don't know really anything about Ho Sung Choi uh, beyond what we see in the highlights each, you know, each week on Golf Channel. But Mo had some more uh, personality. Yeah, I, I hesitate to call them issues, but just things going on. But it was interesting. I, I think Rory saying this kind of it, it made it, it reminded me of. It's a different era for sure. But can somebody truly eccentric find a place in professional golf on the PGA Tour? And I think Hosung Choi is maybe, at least swing-wise, again, I don't know anything about his personality or, or anything like that, but he's, he's a good test case to see how he's accepted and talked about amongst his fellow pros. And if this Rory you know, quote is anything, it's, it, it might be a bit... Uh, frosty, at least at first,
2: yeah. And it sounds a lot. Rory's quotes always sound a lot worse, like when they're printed. Then they, he kind of yeah. has like a smirky way of saying it, and kind of a way of explaining himself. But, um, but that okay, that's that. I'm going to get to a couple questions, then we'll wrap it. Um, one of the questions we stole earlier was from David Farrell: the chances of the delicate genius is overall number one by the end of the year. We tackled that one. Um, how from uh, IOP Capital? How disappointing was Captain America's lip out on 18? What does that mean? Patrick Reed shot 69, 69, 69. He lipped a putt on 18 and shot 70. (laughs) Almost the perfect game. Extremely disappointing. Almost never talk about a perfect game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Matt McCormick says, does Rose's shout-out to Fooch adjust your opinion of the lad? No, like first no, of all. no
1: one's. we never said like this is such a scummy guy or like. Well, first of all, it's not very exciting.
2: I'm pretty sure it was Peter shout out. Yeah, no, he kind of set him up for. <laughs> he really set him up for success there. He just led right into it. it's like I know this, you know this. He didn't even ask him a question. I know this wind pride you know, there's probably one guy you're thinking about, and they, they teed it up because his his caddy, of course, was uh, out with heart surgery, but a uh, real question here is what do we think uh what do we think Rose pays Gareth Lord in line with our conversations <laughs> from great a couple of weeks ago on Kuchar, what do you think he pays him for this not his full-time caddy but is it full-time tour caddy does he get the full 10% i would say anything gosh i don't know that's it's tricky waters. If I'm Justin Rose and I'm number one player in the world, I just signed a new equipment deal. Well, that's kind of what I was going to And yeah. on top of this Kucher news, yeah, I would not only would I pay the ten percent, <laughs> I'd make sure that gets publicized a yeah. little bit. Like that's a pretty easy win for you. I, I, think. I
1: agree. It's uh I was gonna say anything it's sort of hard to spend someone else's money. I we also won say, the FedEx Cup last year. That's true too. Yeah, yeah. Which he may have given ten percent to Fuch on that one. Who knows? That's true. Uh I would say anything between five and ten percent would be
2: yeah. A okay. That be acceptable. Yeah. Um I cut off the name on this one, sorry, but Justin Rose's career or Bubba's career if both stopped right now. Oof, that's a good question.
0: Like, which is better? Which would I rather have? I think what would you rather have? Uh purely golf?
2: I'd pick I'd
1: still pick Bubba's. I just love I love the Masters. Yeah. I don't
2: know. Two-time Masters champ. Yeah. I think so. I'll take I mean I don't know what. I guess the money, I guess for Rose is, better, is probably better than Bubba and probably yeah. more tour wins, but it's probably... Doesn't Bubba have... This is his 10th? Doesn't Bubba have uh, 10 or 11? He does have 10. You're right. Yeah. But doesn't does not have a he FedEx He threatened cup. he
1: was going to retire when he
2: got to 10. And right. I guess the question the question is, is a FedEx Cup worth the Masters? I'm um, controversial take, but I'm going to say no. No? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Podrick
1: Harrington might disagree with that. Gosh. That was... That's the quote that doesn't get talked about enough. Um, the initial promo for the FedEx Cup had yeah. some players saying, basically, you know when you're when when all said and done with your career it's not going to be how many majors you won it's going to be how many FedEx
2: cups you won <laughs> just
1: proving Which, so far uh, listen it's
2: early proving so far to be false um sh Steimer says why do they bother with the north course at torrey north course is sweet it's cool it's easier it's so they can get more players in the it field is yeah and it's, it's this time of rounds year rounds are slow and they need more ga- playing opportunities and all that yeah there's not enough daylight that's Shorter basically why days, yeah. yeah so basically everything on the west coast except starting with riviera and riviera is a, a smaller field uh, waste management is a smaller field. Also, the, that, those are both the, the the events are at one course, but obviously the Pebble Beach Pro Am is across three courses. Uh, the Desert Classics across three courses. Um, Hawaii or uh, Sony Open is slightly smaller than 156 players, I believe, and they usually like don't finish the, the the Thursday Friday round. So basically, it's just all an exercise of trying to jam in as many. Uh, as much round or much golf as you can while uh, there is some daylight. The North course is sweet though. If you're ever out at Torrey
1: Pines, don't, don't sleep on it. Go It's check. probably like more fun for people. Go to check. Play. I think
2: it'd be, Oh, I have, I'm not trying
1: to sound like a snob, but uh, yeah, if I could, if I could pick, I would absolutely pick the North course to go play. I haven't played either, but south course just doesn't look very fun looks like i would shoot a million and then
2: go home I, I i i think i've played it i honestly don't remember i think it was like 10 years ago 12 years ago uh brian bishop why is gary mccord so annoying on the broadcast i mean this has been not, going on for quite a long time yeah, it feels like kind of a loaded question
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, i don't i don't brian i don't know if you have a real open mind about the about the question you're asking have you
2: stopped feeding your wife <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh that's all the questions i had i don't know if you guys had any more that you wanted to add on
0: listen mccord is fine uh you're a mccord guy i'm kind yeah, of a, I, you I, know I, i'm i wouldn't say mccord guy
1: doses he, he doesn't offend me as much just because the whole the whole telecast kind of seems like like it seems so lost anyways that sometimes he makes me laugh M- uh mccord so. and
0: Faraday were good together yeah
1: that's that's true I, I know this has been said on this podcast before too but you know, back when you had McCord and Faraday playing off of each other, it kind of worked. Yeah. And now you just have McCord in a vacuum where he's just like, he's the only one that's going out there and no one really wants to go with him. It's, yeah, it's kind of awkward. Yeah. Quite as fun. Uh, yeah. I have one more question from David Williams. He said, uh, again, kind of a bit loaded. How long until Rom actually loses his mind on the golf course? Might <laughs> be um, my new favorite thing. That's my new favorite. Like cameras, you know, it's much darker than our cameras are, ma- are making it look. Is Rom's working really hard on controlling this temper? And then He's you come just a long way. slam the golf the golf club down. And they're like, well, you know. He he, you know he, he was a l- he lost it a little bit there, but and then he had Baker Finch always pops in. I actually I like that he plays with a lot of passion. Actually, I, I think that's really fun. And then they they reset and five holes later they do the whole song and dance again.
2: Uh, not to bring this back to full circle to Saudi, but uh, Will Gray just tweeted after winning at Tory, World Number One Justin Rose will head straight to Saudi Arabia on playing in next week's controversial European Tour event. He says I'm not a politician. I'm a pro golfer. God, that seems like a very... That's such a cop-out. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, I think that's good for now. Um, I am excited to see how this plays out. There should be another pod up later this week, um, probably on Wednesday. And uh, everyone, enjoy the week. And thanks for the questions, and thanks for tuning in. Cheers.
0: Cheers. 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 Be the right club. Be the right club today. Honey, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. (laughs) Expect.